Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We sell pleasure in the womb. We begin that in the womb, like it's how we soothe ourselves. Our sexual energy is so intrinsic to who we are as human beings. Like it's our life force energy, it's our creative energy, it's our being in the world energy, which is just, you know, we put in, we have a nappy on that we then poo and pee in, and then we, we're told not to touch ourselves. And so really this trauma starts from the, the, the word go. Hi and welcome to Feeling Yourself, the podcast that encourages you to shed your shame. I'm Natalie Lee and like most of us, shame has followed me around for most of my life. Now I'm on a journey to sexual freedom and I want you to join me. Each week I'll be speaking to you and some incredible guests about the themes in my book Feeling Myself. From masturbation to motherhood, from trauma to porn, I want us to dig deep and find our true voice in a world that shames us and that certainly doesn't make our pleasure a priority. Now let's release the shame and get you feeling yourself. Welcome, Amelia. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to speak to you. And you are looking so lovely and glowy and happy. I can't wait to find out why that is. Welcome to Feeling Yourself, my podcast about shedding shame. Now, on your Instagram, in your bio, it says healer, psychic, energy, magician. The alchemy experience is like taking plant medicine without the plant. Spiritual and sexual healing. Founder of Temple and Wand. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to go into there. But I would like to hear it from you, how you would describe yourself. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's a bit, yeah, Temple and Wand is my new adventure. And it's it's funny because... I might talk a little bit about it today, but but I updated my profile yesterday and then people have been just messaging me about it. And then you messaged it and I was like, okay, this is really happening now. <laughs> but annoyingly, like I, I changed my, um, I changed, I updated my profile, but I can't get into my, my Temple and Wonder account, which is old. So it's got old content on there. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So I would say... Yeah, I really, I suppose I'm an energy alchemist. So I help people to alchemize shame into love, pain into freedom. Um, people that have body image issues, I help them to completely transform their relationship to their body. I generally tend to, people tend to come to work with me on one thing. And then throughout the three months we work together, like so much other stuff happens. Like I just completed a, three-month journey with a client and she came to me with sexual trauma and we've ended up doing like so much more around boundaries and how she feels about her body and her sexuality and her pleasure and it's just all 
it's like the sexual healing is the doorway but the the effect that it has on so many areas of your life as you know having done so much of your own healing work it's like you know sex is our base chakra it's our well base and sacral chakra and that affects so many areas of our life so really I'm skilled in helping people with many many things because I work with energy as a frequency vibration so whether that's shame fear judgment guilt jealousy any of that I work with that frequency of the of the energy and we transform it so I work like psychically intuitively I can read people's people's bodies tend to speak to me when I work to them work with them in person it can be quite magical how I work I don't think I take clients on journeys into their inner world which is kind of like the plant medicine Generally, the client comes to me for a particular reason, and then whatever the soul is longing to heal, is ready to heal, is what happens over the time we work together. Sometimes that's one session, sometimes it's over three months. Amazing. Well, I think you have just peaked the ears of everyone listening because it just like to me this is fascinating. And yeah, I just can't wait to get into this chat with you. So listen. I always kind of start these chats with reading a little section of my book and I think there's no better way to start our chat than doing that because you are actually in the very first paragraph of my book. So I'm going to start with that and then we can sort of like talk about how we came into contact with each other and also I want to get your perspective on what I'm going to read from from your side. I'm lying on the floor in a small room in North London, made comfortable with cushions and a basic white sheet. I had planned to come here for weeks and before I arrived, I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. Now I'm completely naked and a woman who I've just met is sitting between my legs with her index finger inside my vagina. I feel strangely peaceful nourished and cared for. In fact, for the first time while doing something so intimate, I feel completely safe. I even briefly fall asleep with the stranger's finger still inside me. When I wake, I have newfound clarity. This, I realise, is a pivotal moment in my sexual evolution. And that stranger, who's no longer a stranger anymore, is you. (laughs) So, Amelia, tell me um, that from your perspective. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, so I suppose for me, coming into doing Yoni Massage and Yoni Healing is like the most humbling experience to work with women who are ready to heal their relationship with their vulva with their vagina and I think I was um you know I think especially with what we see from the porn industry and you know there's this there's a supposed way that our vulvas are meant to look and I have seen so many clients and I myself have thought that my vulva was a mutant alien (laughs) and 
I didn't realize that there were so many varieties until I was 32. Like I didn't realize that there were so many different varieties and how they looked and their shapes and their colors. And, and I suppose that when women come to work with me, it's a journey. Like it's a real journey. Like by the time you are lying on the mat with my finger inside your vagina, like there's been a big process, you know, there's been a call. There's been, you know, it's not just sort of you arrive, you lie down and then, you know, you're on the ride. There's a, there's a lot of lead up. So by the time you get to it, you are feeling relaxed. You are feeling safe. You are feeling ready to receive the healing benefits of it because we, we've spent an, you know, we've spent probably an hour talking on the phone and then we've spent an hour talking before the session and then there's a full body massage and then, you know, goddess honoring. So by the time you get to that place where you are being held by me sort of energetically, there is a relaxation. There is like a, whoa, like I can relax with this person. I can allow this person to heal me or not heal. I'm not healing you, but the, the experience is allowing for your vulva and your vagina to feel safe. And when that happens, you know, the nerves start to come back, start to get more energy in them. And it's, it's a very magical process. And it's, you know, we can do all of that. I'm, I'm not really into sort of de-armoring and really aggressive kind of like, let's get the trauma out approach. I'm like, let's see how relaxed you can be so that you can heal yourself. And in that sleep, that sleep for you was probably the most healing part of that whole experience. So in some clients, you know, they, it, it's a very gentle um, exploration and there's no, it's not a sexual experience. And some clients feel very, very sexual in it, but it's not, I'm just a tool. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not there as Amelia, the woman, I'm there as Amelia, the, the space holder. Before I actually came to you, I probably went in with quite a few misconceptions about what you do. I think a lot of us like will just kind of, if you've heard of Yoni Massage, people will just go, all right, they're just a sex worker, basically, who makes you orgasm or helps you to orgasm. And it's actually so much more than that, as you've just described. There's such a ritual and process to go through and you will facilitate that process in whatever your client needs. And obviously in my book, I went, you know, I started with the juicy bit. I mean, I'm not, you know, if I started my book saying we, we, we picked up the phone and we spoke for ages and, uh, you know, that will, people will just not read anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, like, oh, when's it, when's it I did think it was going to be a lot more sexual than it was. And actually what I needed was to feel safe. And that's what I did feel. I felt safe. I felt loved. I felt nourished. And that was incredible for me and has really galvanized my sexual healing journey and, you know, enabled me to be able to relax now during sex and and breathe and not tense up and you know really be present in the experience rather than just 
fearing it, I guess. It was quite a fearful experience for me before then. Listen, before we go even further into that, we ask everyone who comes on as a guest to bring something that makes them feel themselves. So something that maybe gives you confidence or makes you feel good. Tell me what you brought today. Well, I bought three things, so I'm going to go very quickly through them all. The first one, and this is actually inspired by you, Nat, so I'm really happy to share this with you, is lipstick. I've started wearing lipstick. I love it. Yeah, my friend Emma was like, I've got this lipstick. I think it will really suit you. And I've avoided wearing lipstick so much. It's actually worn off now, but I did was wearing it at the beginning. I've avoided wearing it so much. And then I put this lipstick on, she was like, wow, it looks like that colour was made for you. And then I bought some and I've been wearing it so much. I'm like, it's, it makes me feel so good. And um, I remember getting my colours done years ago and this woman sort of said, you know, lipstick is the, the full stop of the face. And then just put this horrendous lipstick on me that was like not my shade. And then I thought, I'm never wearing lipstick ever again. And then about a month ago, my friend was like, yeah, just, just try it. And then I was like, yeah. So this is my new, it's called um, Sexy But Sweet Mac. And it actually Ooh. tastes sweet. <laughs> There's that. Got my Isis Oracle cards, which are so powerful. And I work with her energy a lot with clients. Yeah, if anyone wants to get so deep into energy work, like she is your queen. Like she's very amazing. And then the final one is my new notebook and it's really beautiful and I've written loads and loads and loads of cool stuff in it. So those are my three things. So thank you for those three very interesting items that you brought. I love that. And I, and I also, I'm really loving the addition of the lipstick. I think that color really suits you. I love it. So tell us about... Tell us how you got into this job. I'm sure a lot of people ask you that. How how did you come to do what you do now? Completely by accident. <laughs> well, not by accident, obviously, but I was completely and utterly allergic to sex, intimacy, pleasure. I had the I had such a dysfunctional relationship with my body I was always on the diet I was always trying to be smaller more flexible like skinnier trying to fit into like a size x and I was with my partner and we were like on course for getting married and then like there was just like no sex like whatsoever and I didn't I had no desire for it and it was just like it all shut down. And I think in my 20s, I'd done a lot of drinking and taking drugs and having horrendous sex with all sorts of people. And some of it was all right, but my sexual energy had just completely shut down. And then I went to go, I had a, I had a breakdown at 30. Um, I was working in like corporate London and then that all disintegrated. And then I went on this beautiful journey and I ended up living in a yoga retreat and there was a woman there who was mad about yonis, vulvas. She she ran the shop and she had like a whole shop full of yoni eggs, yoni books, yoni necklaces, all of that. And I was just totally and utterly revolted by it. 
And then I started learning about how amazing vaginas are, like how powerful, how intuitive, how we have just been totally fucked by society in terms of like our relationship to our sexuality, our body, our pleasure. I started learning about all of this stuff and my mind was totally blown. And I realized I had a huge healing journey to go on. So I did that for a couple of years and then I trained as a sexual healer. And part of that was to do yoni massage. And I never intended to do it actually as a job because I don't know why I just thought, who's going to want a yoni massage like <laughs> in this day and age? And then I came back to London and I did a yoni massage for um, Amy at Temple of the Feminine. And my career just went skyrocketed. I got so many clients. I was doing, I think I've done over 100 yoni massages now in, in a year, which is a lot. And so I kind of created this, this healing container for clients to come and explore themselves. And that's kind of how it happened. And I did it. I was doing it pretty much full time until December. And then I was so burnt out because it was just like three times a week. I was hearing about the worst trauma, about rape, about abuse, about, you know, women were just coming, feeling safe and just telling me all their darkest secrets. And so I've probably this year, I've probably done about eight and I'm just starting to come back into it with better boundaries and more. And it's, it, it's a learning process for me as well. You know, it's, it's, I had no idea how, like I had a wait list. It was just insane. And I was like, yeah, I can take it all. I can be the, I can hold all of this energy. And then comes to December and I like, I can't bear the thought of doing another vagina massage because it, it was just so intense and I think because I do hold such a safe space and people come to my home you know they come into my space that is being energetically charged with so much love and and so it does lend itself to women just going this this is the shit that's happened to me and sometimes it's unbearable to hear yeah that's that's hard but I know that you've just gone on some sexual healing I know you've just finished some sexual healing training I want you to tell us um what happened during that <laughs> what happened during the training what it's called and you know why why people do it tell us about it so I wouldn't say it so much as this one wasn't so much a training it was more of an in, an initiation into it's called ISTA the International School of Temple Arts and there's two levels level one which is very much about the personal learning about boundaries and consent and your own energy and relating with others and finding out what your needs are and it's, it's very much about human to human and then level two is transpersonal so we're connecting sex with spirits I can't talk about what we actually did because it's a mystery school so every experience is completely different based on who's there and the facilitators but it's really about coming into your power, like full power and accessing these powers through different rituals and connecting with the blood mysteries and the land. And it was just 
Yeah, it's, I'm still, like, I got back on Wednesday, like, a week ago, so I'm still processing hard. We did, like, a we did a big death and rebirth ceremony, and we're really going, like, we're really dying, like, it re- and we do that with breath work, and it's the combination of having 50 people doing the ritual together, the facilitators who are absolutely outstanding, and they are you know, they are so grounded in their body and their power that they create this incredibly safe space for magic to happen. What I will say is, like, the journey is worth it. Like, the, the, the resistance, like, everything that you feel when, you know, s- sexual healing is not fucking glamorous. Excuse me for swearing. It's it's not glamorous. Like, I I feel like on, especially on Instagram, like, I don't know, there's a slight glamorization of, of sexual healing. And from what I've seen in my the spaces that I exist in, it's really hard and it's relentless. And it's sometimes you can just feel like you get somewhere and then you're 25 steps back and then suddenly you're like dancing erotically on the dance floor with three men and you're feeling like the fucking queen of the dance floor. And you think, okay. <laughs> This this is working. This is working. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, though. I think it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, the the process of healing, sexual or just in general, will never, ever end. It's something that's a lifelong process. And sometimes you are going to take a step back. Sometimes there's always going to be more areas to unlock in yourself and so even if you are a sexual healing teacher you still got to heal yourself throughout the whole process anyway you talked a lot about the relationship you have with your body and how it wasn't good do you know where that sort of has come from has that been like a general effect of society or has there been things that have happened to you when you were younger you're like how is there a reason for those kind for that negative relationship you had with your body do you understand it I think in my family there was a very toxic relationship to food and you know certain parts of my family were obsessed with people being thin and beautiful and and I just wasn't like I I had puppy fat when I was younger and I think as as a child I was very sexual like I was very connected to my sexual energy I could like in in bed I would like circulate sexual energy I'd feel very sexual and then that just shut down and then I was in this body that was not acceptable you know I went from like being you know age seven to eight into like adult women's clothes (laughs) and it was I felt I remember reading the magazines and I remember weighing myself and thinking shit like I'm three stone heavier than the woman that is really heavy in the diet magazine (laughs) and then having this sexual energy and just no confidence whatsoever and so then when I found alcohol I was like amazing there's this way that I can forget about my body worries and I can feel really sexual and then I can attract somebody because I'm drunk and I'm all over them and then wake up the next morning having no recollection of what's happened and that just happening over and over and over again and i think it was a it was so many things like school 
family, society, you know, Neighbours and Home and Away, magazines, like no one had an ounce of fat on them. <laughs> it was, you know, white, blonde, size, skinny women. And yeah, and it's it's so deep. It's so, so deep. And I'm still like, I'm 99% there, but, you know, still there's some times when I'm thinking, and I have body dysmorphia because of it. You know, I've now, you know, sometimes I spend, you know, months thinking, oh, you know, I, I'm curvy and I'm, and then I, then I see a picture of myself and I look completely different to how I had imagined myself. I, I still get triggered. You know, I have some friends who are tiny and I sit next to them and I think, whoa like this is this is quite triggering um but generally I can bring myself back to a state of deep love for myself and my body and what we've been through Christ oh there is so much to unpack in just what in what you said just now I think but what I want to say is most people will probably resonate deeply with what you've just said it's so sad isn't it I think the biggest thing is that we won't be loved Like, we're not going to be attractive to a man. Like, we're not going to be, like, we're not going to be chosen. We're not going to, you know. Yes. Men don't like fat women. Men don't find bigger women attractive. Like, where where were the role models? You know, the only fat, fat women were evil in Disney. Absolutely. Look at, yeah, look at Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Yeah. thrilled to announce that the most comfortable knickers in the world, Stripe and Stare, are supporting feeling yourself. When I want to be comfortable in my own skin and empowered, it always starts with good underwear. We all know the feeling of wearing uncomfortable knickers, pulling them out of your bum every two minutes, not being able to concentrate because of scratchy fabric cutting in. Well, not for bums in Stripe and Stare. And I have an exclusive discount for you if you keep listening. Did you know only 3% of the underwear market is sustainably sourced, which is not a great start for something we wear all the time? Stripe and Stair knickers are not only described by over 90% of their customers as the most comfortable knickers in the world, they are also great for the planet too as they are sourced from beechwood trees, are softer than cotton and also use 95% less water in their production. You will also be glad to know Stripe and Stare make essential wear and sleepwear too, all from the same soft-as-a-cloud sustainable fabrics, which I'm adding to my basket next. I have my eye on this lovely tie-dye number. Banish that knicker guilt and shed your underwear shame with Stripe and Stare. And you can get 20% off your next purchase with the code Feeling Yourself. And one last big thank you to the comfiest knickers in the world, Stripe and Stare, for giving me the most comfortable bum and always helping me feel myself. And I think something else you touched on about, you know, when you were young, you were kind of sexual, which, you know what, most of us are, aren't we? We've got this innate sexual energy. I mean, I've mentioned this before, but I 
you know, I humped teddies when I was younger. And it's a very natural kind of process that children do, you're attracted to moving that area, to stimulating it because it feels bloody good. And then we get shamed for it and it gets shut down and we close up and it's like a bloody clam that is just now closed and unable to open. And it's such a shame that we we make children feel embarrassed or, or ashamed about having that sexual energy that then just kind of diminishes. Anyway. We self-pleasure in the womb. We begin that in the womb. Like it's how we soothe ourselves. Our sexual energy is so intrinsic to who we are as human beings. Like it's our life force energy. It's our creative energy. It's our being in the world energy, which is just, you know, we put in, we have a nappy on that we then poo and pee in and then we, we're told not to touch ourselves. And so really this trauma starts from the, the, the word go. I'm going to have to talk about that. That is amazing. And being a midwife, I'm like embarrassed that I didn't know that. Anyway, so one of my feelings at the moment is that we are in this real transitional time of a kind of, I don't really understand how to say it because it's just a feeling that I'm having that it's like the feminine energy is being awakened and there is a real sort of powerful movement in the world or the universe that I'm feeling and you know all of the recent kind of things like the abortion laws and the way that the kind of old structures are really trying to stamp down and control that that feminine energy feels very significant to me because we, I feel like we're rising up, then the old structures are trying to push us back down again and really control us because they're scared of how powerful it is or we are. So I just want to know if you're feeling that too and um, your perspective on that. I'm feeling that very, very, very strongly. And I think as awful as, you know, this the abortion laws are, they are firing women up and they are going, this is absolutely unacceptable. And I think, you know, before the God, there was the goddess. Like the goddess is, you know, societies were ruled by the moon and the womb and you know, the goddess was the oracle, like the, the this energy within us, it's so powerful. It's so powerful and it's intuitive and it's wild and it's raw and it's intelligent. And I see it happening all over the world. Like women are coming together, women are having women's circles and you know, women are gathering in in their thousands in Facebook groups and there's this real energy that's getting momentum and it's vital it's vital that women are sexually empowered and that is why sex has been the way you know for thousands of years like it's been diminished because women and their sexual power are absolutely unstoppable I feel it in my in my body as well as seeing it in the clients that I work with 
we need these this fire and not in not in a control power over way in a we are here together in a loving like let's bring this out of the shadows into the light so people aren't doing things from from the shadow that it's their shadows are integrated and and also you know I think the feminine is rising but we need men too men in their authentic power men able to have spaces where they can access their feminine because a man who is integrated as feminine is super powerful because we are 50 50 absolutely yeah and I agree and and I don't think you know we can do it without that masculine energy to galvanize us too and you know I feel like a lot of men are feeling criticized and now feeling ashamed by us when in fact what we're saying is we want to hold your hand we want to do this together this is going to be powerful for us you know I often say like there's a very big difference between criticizing the patriarchy and the old structures than criticizing a man and it's very different and I think sometimes men don't quite understand the distinction that we're making when we do criticize the patriarchy and the misogyny and old structures. Amelia how do women listening to this the chat that we're having I am very into my mystical side and energy and universe but not everyone is and that's okay but how does anyone listening to this kind of get in touch with that wild woman that inner goddess how give us some really sort of simple simple steps and things that people can do to connect to her again I would say the first thing and it is so simple it's so so simple it's creating a space a quiet space lighting candles if you can doesn't even matter if you light candles just lying in your bed placing your hand on your heart and a hand on your womb or your hara or whatever and just saying I'm here I'm here what do you need like never mind these crystal wands vibrators you know any of that shit like come home to yourself in silence and then ask your vulva if she's happy to be touched and then might there might be conversation it might take a while hold her don't pleasure and just say I'm here what do you need like we're in this together because I tell you what like when my teacher told me that I thought well that's just ridiculous like of course like and I realized I had never ever touched myself without the aim of coming to an orgasm and I tell you what I lay in my tent and I put my hand on my vulva and I cried for about two hours because I had never I realized that I had this part of my body that was so precious and she had so much to say to me and she had so many tears and she had so much sadness. It's that simple. Like there's a a homecoming that needs to happen before any of the fandangled sexual healing, self-pleasure things. Like when, when clients message me and say, Oh, I really want to work with you. And I say, you know, what's your relationship? with your vulva like and they say oh you know oh it's a bit it's a bit disgusting or you know I don't know and I'm like well this is where you start creating a safe space for yourself where you can hear what your body needs you can hear what your vulva needs 
And um, so that I would say that for like for starters. And then dance. I think dance is I've got some playlists like sexy dancing, like just getting in your body and just feeling your body. I remember dancing for me was how my wild woman woke up and I was on yoga teacher training and it was just like this energy just ripped through me and I was like screaming and retching and and she was like and just it was it was incredible and it's like she's been locked up for years and lifetimes so she's not she might not be like life and soul of the party immediately but you know again you know, we have all these archetypes within us, communicate with them, journal with them, journal with your wild woman, journal with your seductress, journal with your queen, journal with your aspects of your being. Energetically, they're there. They're not in the physical reality, but they are archetypes in your energy body. I love those. That's just wonderful. And obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of dance. So anything that kind of moves those hips and awakens that energy is fantastic. To round up, I am just going to ask you some quick fire questions to finish us off. So, right. What is your most embarrassing sexual experience? Oh, God probably giving a blowjob in the shower and nearly drowning. <laughs> Shall I ask details or should we just move on? Maybe move on. <laughs> Your most embarrassing celebrity crush? I love Dom Jolly. I'm so, I mean, I, do you know him? <laughs> yes. He did the big phone. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> totally obsessed with him. That, yeah, yeah, I can. I could get on board with him. I could definitely see an attraction there. I Yeah, I like it. Name me one of your turn-ons and one of your turn-offs. Okay. So one of my turn-ons is definitely eye-gazing. I love it. I love eye-gazing. I love hmm. being in a space with somebody and just gazing deeply into their soul. That really turns me on. Turn offs are I really can't stand sexting, sex like talking about sex over message. I find it really it just really doesn't do anything for me. So you get the ick? Yeah, big time. Such big ick. Oh. Okay. All right. Remind me never to send you a sexy text then. <laughs> you can send me a sexy text. <laughs> Amelia, it has been just so wonderful chatting to you. And you know what? I think our conversation will spark quite a lot more conversations in other people. It, we, it, we just, we literally just talked about the tip of the iceberg, but it has been so wonderful talking to you. Now, your Instagram is Alchemy with Amelia. And that's where they can find you. If they want to work with you, how would you recommend people get in touch with you? Um, either through Instagram or my website is www.ameliagriffiths.com, but it's all on my Instagram. Yeah, let's just have a quick, everything starts with a conversation. There's no obligation to to continue. That, thank you for connecting with me today. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Feeling Yourself. 
I really hope that by sharing my story and those of my guests, we can further the conversation around shedding shame and start to prioritise our pleasure collectively. I have loved hearing everyone's responses to my book. Oh my God, it was so difficult to write, but ultimately very, very healing. And hearing all of your amazing feedback has just made it even more worthwhile. And Stripe and Stare have also kindly offered to give away a box of four of the most incredible knickers to one of our listeners each week. All you need to do is tag me on Instagram at StyleMeSunday with your copy of my book and I'll pick one of you at random each week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a great review. It really helps others to find us and could help someone else on their journey to shed their shame too. I'll see you next time. Until then, I hope you all enjoy feeling yourself.